It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Nuggets podcast. This is Adam Mares, and I'm joined by two of my stiffs. That doesn't sound right. Great, great, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to be given that intro. <laughs> two of my stiffs. I'm this putting that on my resume. Worst intro ever. <laughs> no, I'm joined. Obviously, you probably recognize these voices. Ooh, we're, we're, we're recording live from my house as we're watching uh, the Cavs and the Celtics. And I'm joined to my right... Minuteman Dan, Daniel Lewis. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Did you expect a response when you asked that? That's a rhetorical question. That's a rhetorical <laughs> reading. Uh, a man al- of the people. Uh, also, yeah, for sure. further to my right is Ryan Blackburn. How's it going, guys? <laughs> this is already, we're already up the rails. Hey, I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm not talking I to the people. Uh, yeah. Very clever. Um, Ryan just got here. You, yeah, guys, no. you guys are the draft experts. So this will be a draft expert yeah. show. Self-proclaimed draft experts. Hey, that's important, though. Um, we're all self-proclaimed uh, NBA experts. And I'll tell you what I'm also an expert of is Muscle Watch 2018. Oh, yeah. And Muscle Watch 2018 is getting off to an early start. Nikola Jokic looks like he's dropped at least 50 pounds. It's 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 <laughs> drastic. According uh, to these photos of him in a very black shirt and a very strange-looking photo. Uh, the the arm muscles are are what is really striking to me like his arms just look so much skinnier than they were over the course of the last couple of years it looks like he's starting the the, the three-stage process of uh losing fat uh, building cardio and building muscle so. I'll, be, I'll be honest man i'm really like legitimately was excited to see that photo i'm also completely convinced it was there's like no change to him it was just like a flattering I yeah, have photos just, of myself. Don't you guys have this where you have like a photo and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, fat days and skinny days. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that photo looks like he's, instead of playing in the NBA for the last three years, he's been playing Dungeons and Dragons for the last three years. Like, there's zero muscle there. You know what, though? That's all right. Muscle's overrated. <laughs> you sure okay. about that? Look at Kevin Durant. Kevin well, Durant. Bad That's example okay. at the moment. Okay. Moment, not a great example. But uh, um, ooh, look at LeBron. At the buzzer, no good. Um, no, I was excited though. It's weird covering Jokic because how? Where would where does he rank on social media? Like NBA players on social media, he's got to be in the bottom one percent. Oh yeah, just, like we don't see it. We're gonna see like five photos of him all summer. He probably definitely still emails pictures to his family members instead of uploading them to Instagram. Oh, I, I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out what this means. Yeah, I, 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 don't I know think I email photos from time to time to mm-hmm. like my my nanny. No, yeah, no. but he just like doesn't have an Instagram, probably. Uh, yeah, or he certainly doesn't go on it very often, or or at least like use it. Because yeah. clearly, we we rarely saw him last year, and the only times that we actually did see him were when he was taking pictures with Serbian grandfathers <laughs> with their undies. So it was bizarre. I hope for more of those. Oh yeah, those are the best kinds of stories in the yeah, off I hope, season. I hope we get a couple more tire tire flipping videos and, and things of that nature. But um but look, he 
I always worry about players about like you know completely falling off the wagon or this or that. And you know, he, I thought he looked good. So the worst, the best, or the worst you could say is that he didn't look bad. And I thought, you know, well, yeah, uh, there you go. Um, he's not putting on weight, that's for sure. Can you imagine? I also he's been he's been shopping at Whole Foods. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wonder what his diet's like. But we're gonna talk about the draft in this one. Um, as we're really like the next month is gonna be almost all draft all the time uh, with Denver Stiffs locked on. Everything we're going to be doing is going to be around the draft uh, for quite a while. At least most of what we're doing will be around the draft. Um, I'm going to put you guys on the spot, and I'm going to start with Ryan. I want your top five picks for Denver at the 14 spot. Well, at the 14 spot, you have to assume that two guys that I think would fit really well with Denver are going to be off the board. Uh, Then that would be Mikhail and Miles Bridges. I definitely think that those two guys are going to be gone by when the Clippers pick. Do you differentiate? But like, Do you have one you like more than the other? Oh, yeah. I, I'm i a McHale guy. Okay. I think that... I'm a Miles guy. Yeah, Dan Dan <laughs> is definitely a Miles guy, and I understand why. The, the, the reason why I like McHale is because he grew up in such a smart system, and, like with, and playing at Villanova, you yeah. think about those kinds of guys. They, they work well with Jokic. They understand how the game is played. Uh, and with him, you know that he's going to be able to switch. He's going to be able to play a lot of different positions on offense and just be kind of the, the Gary Harris version at the three. Yeah. And that's that's a guy that I'm a fan of. And if you play him at the two sometimes, then that he would be a better matchup for these playoffs. Uh, he's just a guy who I think makes up a lot of the differences for Denver right now. Hmm. So that – those guys are gone. I think the, uh, most mocks have them, you know, in the top 10, 11. I mean, I think I've seen, like, uh, Mikhail Bridges as low as 12, but I've never seen him as low as 14. So give me your, your first guy, your number one guy you would take if, for Denver at 14. It's it's really hard. It's been it's been incredibly difficult to differentiate between what, what guy would fit really well for Denver and what guy is probably the best player available at that position. I'm I'm gonna go with the guy who I think has the most star potential at okay. that point, and I would go with Zaire Smith. Okay, he's an interesting one because he shot up boards recently, but then he's a, him and actually Mikael Bridges both I say were the two guys that I see the most like movement from. Mikael was like top five pick at the, at the final four, right? Because everybody yeah. was watching him. Then it's like, oh, actually, I think he's really low. He fell down to twelve. Now he's at back up to eight. Zaire, I think the same thing. He climbed, and now people are starting to nitpick at him. What is it you like about him? Well, he's he's a really interesting prospect in that most guards usually come out of the draft, and they have the ball handling and the shooting, and those are kinds of the things that they learn, yeah. and and they've they've grown up doing. That's not really what Zaire's game is, honestly. He was he's, a center in high school, I think it, I heard. And it's it's not surprising the, w- the way that he's used. He in the in the motion offense that they ran at Texas Tech. He was kind of the rover. That's that's kind of the position that I would give him was he was a guy who would try and find the seams in the zone or or the seams like in in the man defense and he wasn't given the task and responsibility of being an on-ball player. Right. And so that really led to him getting a lot of great shots and he finished really well at the rim and he shot really well from 3. Now He finished at the rim because he was looking down at it. Yeah, well, that it certainly helps <laughs> yeah, when you've got helps. the when you've got the bunnies of a forty-two inch vertical. I mean, he's one. Of, he he would come into the league as one of the, like the top five most highest jumpers in the NBA, like next season if he. Abs- absolutely, I'm a, I'm really high on what he can be, and if the shot is real, the defense is already there. 
that's that's a guy who he's going to be a dog on defense and he's going to he's going to hound opposing ball handlers he's going to be able to switch i think super tory craig is my cop for him that's that's like, not bad tory craig but just more athletic just more yeah i just think more like smaller andre roberson yeah, I could see that too. I mean, the, but Tory Craig is Roberson a smaller Roberson. power forward at CU, and he's played shooting yeah, guard shooting and small hard. forward in the NBA. What do you think of Zaire Smith? I think he's athletic. I I think he's too short to play small forward. Yeah. Um, so I I don't think that his shot is for real. I think it's going to take him a couple of years to become a league average. Yeah, for I sure. That's I think that's probably his ceiling is a league average. Uh, Just a reliable, but not. Perimeter. Yeah, you're not hunting for him. Well, yeah, if, he ta- if he takes, you're like if if you're in the playoffs, you're like, eh, let him chuck. Is Wilson know. Chandler a league average three point shooter? I think he's a little bit above league average, but okay. he's about. League you think average. so? I I would have put him a little bit below, honestly. He shot like forty percent from three. No, Wilson Chandler, like thirty four or something. Oh no, he was, he was like more like thirty four. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because that's what I mean. Is like Wilson, mm-hmm. it just feels like he's a better shooter than the numbers bear uh, out. And yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I I wouldn't be disappointed if Wilson Chandler came back as the starting three but I, I do think are you they, getting off they, track no already? they they need to get some <laughs> new blood in there and that's what this draft is all about yeah. like like the the really big thing about this draft is there's a lot of different wing prospects and I'm probably gonna give you another one like I'll go, yeah, I'll what's go your my number two Move my number, number two, two I I've thought about this a lot and I think I would go with Kevin Knox mm. I hear some very mixed reviews on him the reason why is because Kevin Knox has a, has a pretty bad rap analytically. He uh, he doesn't necessarily finish as well as he should in at all at all ranges. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons for that was because of how Kentucky was. Kentucky had Shea Gilgis Alexander, they had Hamidou Diallo, and a lot of nothing. There was no spacing on so that. You think team. it was clogged, and he thinks he's uh, a better finisher. Absolutely, I, I actually wrote about this but today. I, I Jared Vanderbilt, PJ Washington. Well, Jared Vanderbilt certainly wasn't a shooter. Richard, Alex Richards. Uh, Nick Richards. Nick Richards. Yeah, and he's really young, right? Knox. Yeah, is Knox is eighteen. Eighteen years old. He's so like he's, he, This this guy won't turn. Si- he won't turn nineteen until August. Six nine, seven foot wingspan. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we, we're talking. Power forward? I mean, no. You think he's small forward? I think I think th- I think his weight came across as somebody who's probably and and with his body fat percentage and whatnot. Yeah. I don't think he's going to put on that much more weight. So I would actually peg him as a big three, a big three, a long I, three, I, which is the way the league's going. I Tweeners think so. aren't a bad thing. Tweeners used to be a bad thing where you're like, oh, you're yeah. not a three, but you're not a four. Yeah, that's a fine. It's okay to be a tweener nowadays. I trust his shot. I, I trust the shot making. I think that he had to take a lot of difficult looks in college. I think that those are going to get better, and I think that as an as an eighteen year old, he kind of struggled to handle that a little bit. But I don't think this is the top end of what Kevin Knox can be. I think that when you get a lot of easy shots from somebody like Jokic, can you imagine him cutting back door in this system? Like he he already knows how to dribble and handle the basketball. He's a smooth athlete. Yeah. What, I, what are I your takes on Knox? Are you pro or, or against? Because I feel like people are really either hot or cold with him. I'm kind of indifferent. I think, huh. <laughs> of course, <There> you go. <laughs> convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? But I think he has a good size. Um, he's got the wingspan. He looks like he should be playing small forward. I think sometimes it's just a question of like, is he able to put it all together? Yeah. Um, sometimes he feels like he's just a little too stiff. Like he he has smooth athleticism, but then sometimes it doesn't look quite like he knows what to do. 
but that could just be a Kentucky system, you know, where they're usually more defensive oriented. But yeah. um, it's it's something where I would, I think how he works out in team workouts is going to be a big thing for him. Do you think he's and there's going to be there's going to be a team that falls in love with him? Do you think he's soft? Well, I uh, think he's 18. I yeah, I, I think that's how I would put it. He's definitely somebody who this is all new to him, and and carrying a team at the college level was. Yeah, he 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 struggled with that a little bit, but he he certainly like I think I think he's capable, and I I think that the role that you have to peg for him is somebody who's a third or fourth best starter. That's and that's I think that's Which what I, the Nuggets what the need. Nuggets need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what about what about your third one? What do, what do you got? Third one, I'm I'm gonna go off of it a little bit and go Jacob Evans. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's projected to go to Denver, I think, in some of these drafts. I mean, he's right there in that, that range. He, the reason why I have him there... 6'6", six, six, 210 pounds. Yeah, he's he's probably just big enough to, to be a factor at small forward. I think ideally you'd probably want somebody who's more 6'7", 6'8", 6'9". Yeah. But in that draft, in this draft, the only two big wings are Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. and Kevin Knox. Okay. And so those are, those are kind of the guys that that you'd you'd love if if they turn out great, but Jacob Evans is a three year starter at Cincinnati, dog on defense. He he knows how to switch. He knows how to play the game the right way. Uh, you get knocked down. Shots. He knocked he knocks down threes that are at a nice clip. The the Stepien does a great job of breaking down shot charts in NBA threes versus college level threes. Yeah, and his NBA three percentage was forty percent. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a guy who I think projects pretty well. He also took a lot of shots off the dribble because he was the primary initiator for Cincinnati. Gotcha. He led their offense. So he's the kind of guy where some of his percentages are going to probably go up as he gets more catch-and-shoot opportunities. But you can also take confidence that he knows how to shoot off the dribble at those rates. Um, I think he's going to have to learn how to deal with uh, getting separation against NBA players. But that's something every college player has to do, especially one who takes it from a high usage role in college to, you know, a more limited role, perhaps in in the NBA. Which I think, again, when I hear finishers, I really think that Jokic is your creator, and you might get Jamal might become your second creator. You don't really need more than that. You need finishers, and Gary Harris. What makes him so good is he's such a high level finisher. So when I see some of these reports and it's like weaknesses, can he create his own shot? To me, I, I'm, I'm that. To me, that's a, a knock that I'm I'm fine with, um, mm. at, at least as a prospect. Um, all right, number four. Uh, I'm gonna go Shea Gilgis Alexander. Okay. Uh, I had him initially mocked to Denver at 14 in the first mock draft that I did for Denver. It's Stips interesting this year. that you like Zaire better than him. I think. Uh, I think the reason why I don't like, like I I think I could see Zaire as a guy who pairs well with Jamal Murray long term if they decide to ever trade Gary Harris. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With Shy, I think the the big thing is he's probably not going to be able to play with Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, he certainly could at some points, but Zaire Zaire projects to be a little bit thicker, a little okay. bit bigger, and could play at the two. Yeah, Shy is more of a guy who I think maxes out in Denver at a twenty five minute per game role, uh, and that's fine. That's great. I think for what Denver what needs, what kind of player is he? Can I just he, give a quick? He's report? basically like. Uh, you're talking about a playmaking point guard, somebody who can take your guy off the dribble. Uh, he'll he'll operate in the pick and roll well. He's he's learned to hit the pull ups in the mid range. Uh, sometimes when he plays off ball, he uh, he can hit the open three. I think he shot forty percent from three this year, but on pretty low attempts. Yeah. Uh, so we we'll see if the shot is real or not. Would you say he's almost? I mean, it's cheap comparison, but would you say he's kind of like Devin Harris? 
I think he's he's, he's bigger than Devin Harris. I I would same kind of style like a slasher. I, yeah, that can yeah. Knock yeah. Out a I, shot. I could I could see that out of him. I think he's he's a guy who understands his role. He's he's not going to really like go outside of his role and make a lot of dumb things. things. Like these are like things I value so high. Yeah, no, I totally agree. He's a uh, but he's six six. He he has like a six eleven wingspan or maybe even seven foot. I I can't remember the measurement. The the problem with him is that he's so darn skinny that I just don't think he's ever going to get that much bigger. Yeah. So we'll but at see. six six yeah. though. Exactly. That's pretty. Th- th- you can give up some strength for for that kind of length. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts? One hundred seventy pounds. He's Will Barton size. Really, right. it's like almost he really is. Will Barton. He's point Will Barton. Yeah. Yeah. He's he 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 can be an impact defender if he's engaged in the right system yeah i, I think he's gonna have some problems getting on screens um but he's he's got pretty good quickness um i like him i just don't know if it's very beneficial for the nuggets to have a bunch of guys that are on their first contract right running point guard yeah i think you need a four years in a row like a guy that's like yeah they've three years in a row gotten a point guard so this would be four if they yeah. took one yeah i, I just tough if you take a point guard again i think that'd be a mistake all right you got one more ryan uh I'm going to go kind of off the rails with this one a little bit. As you should uh, with your fifth one. Fifth <laughs> one, I would go Chandler Hutchinson okay. of Boise State. Okay. And the reason for that is because there are not many players in this draft at 6'7", his height, with a 7-foot wingspan, unreported because he did pull out of the – he did pull out of He's the combine. He has a promise in all likelihood to somebody in the 21 to 24 range from what I'm hearing. Uh, that could be – But a promise, a pl- team could still take him. Yeah, 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 exactly. And why not? Why not Denver in that situation? Why? Gotcha. Because he's a guy who I believe in his shooting mechanics. I believe in his ability to transition into a role player role uh-huh. in the NBA. Uh, he had to do like he was he was the best player on Boise State by far. He had yeah, to no he led them in points, rebounds, assists, steals. He averaged twenty a game, seven rebounds a game, three point five assists a game, and just had to do everything for that team. What's his NBA comp? Uh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Do you have one, Dan? For Chandler Hutchinson? Yeah. Y- honestly, he he reminds me of, and, and people are going to think I'm stupid when I say this, but his game reminds me of Jason Tatum, but probably just worse. Yeah, like he's so the B version he's, of that. Yeah, exactly. He, Jason Tatum makes his living off of being very technical, very skilled, and then using his smoothness to get into the lane. And I, I see a lot of Chandler Hutchinson with that. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to get Dan's perspective, his top five list. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) All right, so we got Ryan's. Dan, your rebuttal. Well, I liked some of the players that Ryan talked about, <laughs> but my first guy, I'm going to go with Jacob Evans okay. out of Cincinnati. 
I had to think about that for a second. Um, but <laughs> for some of the reasons that we we talked about already, you know, he's... You guys got me excited about him now because well, he's projected in the zone. Yeah. Also, the Cincinnati had one of the top defenses in the country, um, him and... Does um, he have some toughness? Gary Is Clark. Tough? Gary Clark, thank you. He's tough. Yeah, yeah, no, Jake, he's a dog. He's a dog. They, they, a dog. They he really is. defense there. They really uh, shut teams down, and and uh, they didn't. He didn't do too well in the tournament, but uh, they had a great regular season, and you know he he had a really big role with Cincinnati, and I, I think I think one of the things he can do is that he can be adaptable to what Denver needs him to do on offense, and he's just going to bring that fire and intensity um, on defense, and I think I think he'd be someone that Paul Millsap would really enjoy playing with. Okay. I think he'd be someone that Michael Mullen would enjoy coaching. Yeah. Um, and I think he's someone that, like Gary Harris, like I, I think all the the starters are going to really enjoy playing with him if if the Nuggets were to take him at fourteen. And he's a three year player, right? But he's twenty one. I I, think he's I 20, would 20. I would predict that by the end of the season, if the Nuggets drafted Jacob Evans, he would be in the starting lineup. Oh, you think he's a player that could be a starter? Yeah. That, that are that out of the you package. kind of transition to him into that kind of a role. I see. Huh. 28 minutes a game. All right, you guys are selling yeah. me on him. All right, number two, Dan. I'm going to go with Troy Brown Jr. out of Ooh. Oregon. So he's a little bit taller than Jacob Evans. Um, he is more skilled offensively, um, not quite as skilled defensively, but they're very similar players. Uh, Troy Brown is definitely not the vertical or explosive athlete that um, Jacob Evans is, but he's got a pretty good wingspan, about six foot eleven, and He's just got. He's also 18 years old, so he's got a lot of room to develop. He's younger than Jacob Evans, yeah, which could be a factor that the Nuggets front office considers. Um, I, th- I've talked with some, uh, some other Stiffs writers before and compared him to like shorter Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's going to have to help him on defense is just knowing where to go, kind of like Jokic. It's all positional and. You don't really notice that he's doing good on defense because his guy is just not getting the ball. Mm. I think one of the things you're kind of underselling about him is he does have a high defensive IQ. He's a like smart like player. he's he's a smart player. That's why the Kyle Anderson comp comes out. That's why you understand that and, he, and on, he's smart and unathletic. That's why the Kyle Anderson yeah yeah comp well, comes out. I I would say that the 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 main reason why he, they, he would say that is because of the shooting. The shooting isn't great yet. He's still yeah. I think he shot under thirty percent. Yeah. But he did shoot well at the rim. Uh, that was one of the things that like that that will translate to the NBA. He's a crafty finisher. Yeah. Would, would he play in Denver next year if he was drafted? That's a good question. Would he be, uh, I don't know if Evans would play either. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very confident that Evans would play. Do you think Evans would? Uh, he's I mean think like Tory Craig but better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm mm. I'm I understand the like the liking of Troy Brown. I think there's a lot of danger in his shot not translating, and if that were to occur, then you'd, it's hard to play him. It just really is. Mm. All right, Dan, what do you got next? My number three guy is a guy from another small conference, uh, Conference USA, I believe. Um, there's another guy I'm going to pick from that conference again later, but this is Melvin Frazier, who I've written about for Denver Stiffs. Um, but he is a much more explosive athlete than – uh, Evans or Brown, he's got some crazy long arms. He uh, is one of the leaders in the country in steals per game, and he's he's just a defensive menace. He was playing down at Tulane with um, Mike Dunleavy as the head coach, and Dunleavy gave him a bigger role on offense this season, and he did all right. Um, he's a, he improved his three point shot his junior year. He's a little bit older, um, but he's 
he's the kind of guy that's like he's really just going to be a, a three and D guy. He's not going to be a playmaker. Mm. Um, he's Which just, is- he's just going to be some guy where you can be like, hey, you know what? We need you to go out there and play for twenty minutes a game and just stop your guy from scoring. Get out in transition, and if it's under nine seconds on the shot clock and you get a catch and shoot three, you can pull a trigger. 38% three-point shooter last year, but that was like a 10% jump over his career average the prior two seasons. He just had a bigger role. Okay. I, I think there's a lot of fear in the jumper not translating. Uh, looking at the free throw percentage for him, the, the numbers aren't great. Yeah, not great. Career uh, 65 in college. It's, it's, not, it's not indicative of somebody who's going to be great at the three-point line, uh, but I will say the defense is real. The mm. defense is real with him. He he has a 7-2 wingspan or something absurd. Yeah, he looks like uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> he, he really is somebody who kind of like swallows up the opposing offensive player. And his his mirroring skills and his anticipation are incredible. So I I think that the the, po- the point of this exercise really, Dan's, Dan's on my boards are pretty drastically different. But you can find a lot of great players but, in, yeah, but in this Melvin draft. But Melvin Frazier, so he's mocked in the second round. Is that a guy that you think Denver would trade back in the draft to get, or is that somebody you would reach at 14 for? Um, I don't know if I would take him right at 14. He'd have to impress in workouts, especially with his shot. But I, I'm hoping that the Nuggets trade back. Mm, okay. Um, so what? Else, before we get there, we'll talk about that in a second. But give me your fourth guy on your bit on your list. Um, it's actually one of the guys that Ryan talked about already, but that's Chandler Hutchinson out of Boise State. Okay. Uh, he's just a really fluid athlete who had a. He was the best player on Boise State. You know, not a great team out in the Mountain West, but I think sometimes I think that's fun. like I think we I, overrate that. I, overrate. Uh, oh, he was in the Power he's, Conference, and he's or, developed correct. into a good yeah, player. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, there have been guys in smaller conferences, C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, you know, even guys out of like DePaul. Um, well, Kyle Kuzma last year is a pretty good example of somebody of Utah, who's yeah. kind of kind of the similar area, right? Yeah. Pac-12, but. Um, I think Hutchinson kind of he has the tools to succeed, and he's just a guy that's really improved his game, and he has the physical tools to be good. Um, don't my fifth guy? Yeah, your fifth guy. Okay, so I'm gonna go with a guard. Um, on the previous four were all small forwards, but yeah. I'm gonna go with a guy that didn't play this last season, uh, and that's DeAnthony Melton out of USC. Um, it looks like he he didn't play because of eligibility concerns. I mean. Re- regarding his recruitment to USC yeah. out in California. Not not Ryan's USC. Um, Go Ryan. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think Melton definitely worked on his jumper. He did pretty well in the combine. Yeah. Um, and he's he's another guy that's just going to be able to bring defense. He's he's uh, the same kind of a point. He's a point guard in the same way that um, the guy from the Clippers that we really like. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. Oh, Thank okay, you. he's in that mold. Yeah, because he's only 6'3". Yeah, he's a little he, small. He's just a fiery defender. Yeah, yeah. And I think you, you, it's especially as a backup point guard type. Like if if we are projecting Jamal Murray to be the point guard of the future, and I think that we are, uh, if you play him with Gary Harris and then you have DeAnthony Melton coming off the bench down the line, like maybe that's a guy who where you can move Jamal Murray to the two on the bench lineups, and that's kind of that's one of the reasons why I like Shy, mm-hmm. uh, because I I can see them running a three guard rotation of those three guys right uh the same could be said for a guy like d'anthony melton but i don't think it's as versatile what do you what about monte morris because i know I, obviously we're just talking about draft and this and that but what is your guys i know we don't have a lot of uh, you know him as a you know as scouting report on him 
What do you think about? Would you feel comfortable if he was the, the backup point guard next year? I w- personally, I would feel comfortable if they had him in a competition for the backup point guard. Right, I guess like a good way if, to put if it. you if you have somebody competing against him. If they brought back Devin Harris, and it was like, you know what? Uh, that that I would be. I'd I'd be uneasy about because I think we saw what Devin Harris did this year, and I just don't think it was enough. It was yeah. not enough for what they needed. It's so. also hard moving teams and and yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, was, you can't blame him too much for yeah. that. But like, I I don't think you can have Monte Morris as your backup point guard. He, unfortunately, it's now it's been a year since he last led an offense yeah. for anybody. Um, he just wasn't playing with Denver, and he was getting some time in the G League, but not a full time role. Um, I think they they should look at bringing back a veteran, someone like Devin Harris. Um, and then, unfortunately, they have to give Monte Morris more time in the D League or G League. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's that's not a bad thing. You know, yeah, those guys can get an opportunity learning how to run an offense, you know, create plays without creating turnovers. You know, and shooting yeah. off the dribble. I like Monte. I just like he, I think he's I, defensively he's going to be an issue because he's so small. But I just his game is my favorite type of point guard, especially when you have a player like Jokic. He's going to get the ball where it's supposed to go, and that's what you need. No, I would I would agree with that. I think that of of the three of us, I think Dan is definitely the lowest on Morris. Uh, I think that Morris kind of projects like his player type is a guy who would be really successful on the Nuggets as a backup point guard. Yeah. Does he have the skills and the athleticism the to pull it off? Really I don't know. Yeah, that's the I don't know. Question. We'll see. I hope we could see it. All right, let's take another break and then let's let's talk about kind of the off season because I think there's a lot, not just with the draft but a lot oh, of other stuff going on. Huge block. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now let's have a little bit of fun and talk about because I think this off season is going to be a wild one. I really do. It's like, you know, when it's about to rain, and, yeah. and you're like, oh, I could, I feel like it's about to rain. I could sense it. I have that sense. My my senses are going <laughs> off. The NBA is about to rain. You sound like Bill. Your wash bomb radar is tingling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you sound like Bill Simmons, man. He keeps saying stuff like that on his pod. And that's probably all it is. Is I've been listening to other people more plugged in talk about it. It's probably what <laughs> hey, it comes uh, down to. Zach Lowe saying the same exactly. thing. And that's like, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You, you get the, and then you can also just kind of read the tea leaves and see. There's a lot of players that, you know, Marcus All, Mike Conley. I mean. CJ McCollum, not he, just the top tier, but the second you know tier of. But of these players. are these are good players. These are guys like you, there is just not enough money to go around for everybody right now, and because of that, trades are going to have to happen if teams really want to make a move. Absolutely. So let's start with the draft. First of all, who do you think deserves to be? Who's the number one player in this draft five years from now? Oh, five years from now. Oh man, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. I I love that. There's my hot take. That. I love that one. I'm so in on it because, yeah, I, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I really like his game a lot. I and didn't know that, by the way. I'm not kissing up to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you always hear, like, you know, people always be like, oh, I like Doncic for eight and could be the best. Whatever. You never, Jaron Jackson seems like the, the guy everybody agrees is the second or third best player, both as, like, upside and immediate impact. And I, 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 I kind of like him as – I like him. What about you, Ryan? Uh, 
I would have him second. I I'm gonna stick with kind of with the crowd and go Doncic first. Yeah. Just because I I we see the way the league is going. We see the way that a a big wing can really impact the game. And if you if you can't appreciate what Doncic has been doing overseas, like. I'm sorry, I just can't really relate well, to you. Well, you can't relate to three teams, apparently, because there's rumors now that he's going to fall to four. Do you and buy these rumors? No. You no. think these are just like, it's, this, it's is, this is absolute just what you BS. do to like, yeah. So, so you think maybe a team is trying to like sucker somebody into some kind of trade? Oh, yeah. Hey, give us your next three first-round picks, and yeah. we'll make that happen. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Who would you take if you were if you were number one? Oh, if I was number one, I'd take Doncic. I'd, You're Phoenix, because Phoenix has a lot of wings. I'm taking Aiton. You you are yeah hundred percent. Are you an Aiton guy? I yes. think he's better than Doncic. You think he is? Yeah. <laughs> Brian <laughs> looks like he's on to hits me. Man. Um, I th- I think Doncic is really good, but and I I don't think it's a bad idea to take him first. But for Phoenix, I think it'd be smarter for them to take Aiton. Yeah. I, See, I mean, yeah. if you you can be like, man, I really believe in Dragon Bender, but like. Pff, that's a huge leap of faith, but that's that's <laughs> something that you just play by ear. For they're they're not going to be Ill, immediately great next year either. Like they they have a lot of opportunities in the future where they can pick up that big man, or they could go sign Clint freaking Capella. Well, give, let's do this one. Give me your hottest take about this draft, about a player in this draft. Um, I'm going to say that Trey Young is going to be a top three pick. Wait, you think he'll go top three, or he'll end up as one of the three? Best? I think he's going to be the number three pick. <laughs> In Atlanta, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's. I I can see it. What? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. He's tiny. Eight and one. <laughs> Doncic two. <laughs> Trey Young three. You know what's kind of funny? Just physically, if you like those three, you can draw a straight line between them, right? Like, you start with Aiton, who's like the statuesque god, monster. seven foot. Then you got Doncic, who's like an average, you know, six eight or whatever. Then you got Trey Young, who's just oh, tiny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So, do you, and you think it's deserved? I think he's a really exciting shooter. Uh, he's he's a tremendous playmaker. He has great passing vision. Uh, he's a good ball handler. I think he's going to benefit being on an well, I, I say an NBA team, but that's not really what it is. <laughs> but um, not right now. But I sorry, think, Hawks. I think he's going to be a fine point guard in the NBA. Yeah. Um, what surprise? Well, I guess that's the surprise. Oh, wait, you need a hot he take. A hot I need, take. A, I need yeah, a hot take from you. Uh, my hot take is that Marvin Bagley will drop to at least seven. What? <laughs> that's crazy. So who goes ahead of him? I think that if, if I'm projecting it right now, I would go either no Lu- either Luka, either Luka or Luka Doncic or Aiton at one, and then the other one goes two. two. Okay, yeah, I, agree. I think it's very reasonable for Trey Young to go three. That's insane to me, but okay. I think that at four, you're going to get either Mo Bamba or Michael Porter. Okay. And then the other one okay. will go to Dallas at five. five. Number six, you've got Orlando, and that's that's where it gets a little yeah, dicey. He may know. go to Orlando. Marvin but, Beckley, but they already have Isaac. Do you exactly. Play, do you so, play both of them and, together? And they have Isaac and Gordon. Man, and I'll Vucevic. tell you what. If you wanted to really just if if you if you wanted to just really experiment, I kind of like Gordon. Isaac and Bagley as a three, four, it's, five. It seems it's super switchy. They would, yeah, it's very switchy. But man, they'd get murdered in, inside. Um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where Bagley goes. I I think that he might be a, a good pair for Markinen, but he might oh, even yeah. be a better pair for Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, I see. Um, what do you guys think of Michael Porter? And how do you evaluate a player like that? Uh, it's it's really difficult. You you kind of have to take it on faith, honestly. Uh, 
this is a kind of guy in Michael Porter that you rarely see these wing prospects that are as big as he is. Uh, extremely skilled. LeBron just <laughs> made a sweet play. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and you talk you talk big wings. You talk somebody who can really control the tempo and can be super switchy and could actually be switching out onto point guards and shooting guards. That's somebody who, who Michael Porter could end up being. Uh, I don't know how the shot's coming along. Right. Uh, that that could really control his fate. Do you think um, it's do you, do you think it's concern at all that he's like an outspoken Trump supporter? Yes. Yes. Like in the <laughs> NBA, I'm just and I'm not trying to be political about. It, I'm just talking about in the NBA. That's a, that's going to be an unpopular opinion. No, absolutely. Like if if you're not pump, popular with your teammates and even popular with your opponents, right? Like you saw what Lonzo Ball had happened to him over the course of this past year. Like everybody's going at him. They're going oh, at yeah. him really hard. His teammates had his back though. Yeah, for sure. But but and he was likable. What if he's dislike like yeah. unlikable yeah. in his own locker room? That that could be an issue. What do you think of Jante Porter? I I think he should go back to school. Okay. He's a he's a big tubby dude that can pass and shoot, but he needs to go back to school and prove that he can. Sounds like Jokic, right? Yeah, I like these. I like these types of players. <laughs> um, do we have a surprise? Not a hot take, but do you have like a? Is there something surprise? Let me ask this: How many? Oh God! I always. I always have this this audio in my ear that I forget to mute whenever I do this, and it always freaks me out when it pops <laughs> in. Um, d- give me um, how many lottery picks will be traded? Ooh, that's a good one. The um, answer is usually zero because yeah, usually they're, they're not I, traded. But I think I'll go with one or two. Uh, <laughs> We'll go. We'll go with two. We'll go. We'll go with two. I don't think it'll be fourteen. But uh, (laughs) I, I think that one of the teams in the eight, nine, or ten range trades their pick uh, for the reason that if you're at eight or nine in with uh, it's New York and who's at eight again? Mm, Is it Orlando? Uh, No, no, they're at six. Detroit. No, they're they don't have a pick. Uh, Yeah, they they traded. Yeah, Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland could trade their pick to, for a star. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a, that's the a good one. The Knicks could trade their pick if yeah. they don't have the right guy fall to them. Yeah. And Philly could trade their pick for a star. Mm. And then you also have the Clippers. And then you get Denver and the Clippers who, you know, maybe they'll so move back or forward a little bit. I think that two of those picks will be traded. Wow. That's a lot of activity. Yeah. It's fun. What do you think? Well, before Ryan switches answer from one to two, I was going to say three. Ooh, that's I nice. Think, I think one of the teams in the let's top get crazy. S- I think that one of the teams in the top six is going to try to move up to take some someone, um, move up like two spots or yeah. something. You know, like if Doncic does slide to Atlanta at three, someone like Dallas might try to trade and get up there, um, as they should. I also think that the Clippers are going to trade one of their picks. <laughs> yeah, LeBron's very good. <laughs> We're watching a very impressive <laughs> quarter from LeBron right now. <laughs> um, I, I think the Clippers, just with Doc Rivers, he's going to want to keep trying to win. They have a lot of veterans on their team already, um, and I could see them trading the pick and just being like, hey, we're going to punt this pick to 2019 or 2020 and try to get somebody that can play alongside you know, Dan, Danilo Gillinari and DeAndre Jordan you know, and Tobias Harris. like. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be, but yeah. I can see them trying to move that pick to get a player. 
Yeah. I it would it would surprise me if the Clippers pick two players back to back. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's the weird. that's the thing that I I feel like I come that almost to. never works. That's like the Skeeta Nene combo. Well, well you, you remember two picks in you a remember row, what happened when Minnesota suck. did it? What was it? It in the '09 draft when they drafted Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn back to back before Steph Curry at seven. Yeah. Oh, geez, you're right. No, I think that's a bad thing. You and never I, want to I get could, two in a row. I could see Charlotte moving their pick as well to, uh, to help get rid of some of their salary. Yeah. Someone like Cody Zeller um, could be moved with, you know, with that pick for them to try to move back. Mm. Could you see Cupcheck making game. a short-term deal instead, like trading that pick for an upgraded starter? That would be terrible. It would be the worst be idea really possible. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe they trade for Kevin Love. What coach? Uh, <laughs> what coach did they get? Do they have a coach yet? Uh, I can't if no, I don't. They, I don't think they have a coach. They just yet. got Cupcheck from the the right. old Lakers old GM. Okay. And I I don't I don't think very highly of Cupcheck at all. Okay. Um, do you think when it's all said and done, this will be remembered as a good draft, a bad draft, or somewhere right smack in the middle? Like where would the shade on the this? This will be a good draft. I think it'll be a good draft. There's a lot of quality players, and it may not be super high in star power, but they're going to be guys that stick in the league for 10, 12 years. Let's wrap up here. We're heading into the fourth quarter. We're gonna. I, I thought we'd record this and then watch the fourth quarter, but the, the Cavs are, are pulling away. Um, but instead, let's go to free agency, and I'll start with the Nuggets. Will Will Barton be back next year? Yes, I think he will be back next year. No. <gasps> I don't think he will be back. I have to break the tie? Yeah. I'm going to go no as well, although I hope he's back. Oh, my gosh. Why yeah, do no. you think he'll be back, Dan? I think it's just the connection that he has with Connolly. This is kind of where he, you know, he de- developed his game and became – like an actual NBA player, you know, he had all this talent when he was with Portland. He just didn't get that opportunity. And I think Denver has proven that they're going to reward players that are loyal and yeah. fit the culture. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely something that they, they want to have some guy like Will Barton on the team. I think he's going to be the starting small forward next season. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that's an interesting one. I kind of like it. I hope you're right. I think they're going to have to get lucky with some some trades you know i think they're gonna have to shed some salary and get a little bit lucky on, on some of that i could I, al- I could also see a team like the indiana pacers making a really strong play for him yeah that would be smart because they could put him up next to victor Oladipo, and that would give him another scoring option why wouldn't philly go after him they have the cap space uh philly could yeah. it depends on if they want to bring back DJ reddick i also think they're they have their eyes on a bigger prize yeah i, I agree with that, that all right well Paul Kenneth Freed be back <laughs> uh Yes. Will Freed be in a Nuggets uniform at the start of camp? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say no on this one. I, I would be shocked if he was. I think they are going to move him. First of all, think of it this way. A player will only not be a distraction for a certain time. We know this from the Nurkic situation. At some point, they will. And I think it's a risk to bring him into the season knowing that he's not going to play. Like Everybody would know he's that. He's got 13 million distractions. Yeah. It, look, we know this from experience. Lots of players have had money, but they, they've become a nuisance. I think yeah. they try to move him now, and I think that um, he, there's also sort of the goodwill thing, and I know the Nuggets aren't going to bend over. I think maybe in the past, I'm just speculating here, I'm guessing they've tried to accommodate players and build goodwill too much, but I do <laughs> think there's a little bit of a, Hey, look, man, this is the best we could do. We're sending you to Orlando. It's not ideal, but you got a chance to start oh, at, over. At this point, they they have 
tried everything with Kenneth Farida, I'm pretty sure. Well, I think they know the price. I think yeah. they've known all along that it was going to cost something, and maybe it cost 10% less. So instead of the 14th pick, it cost, you know. Kenneth I just read in 14 for another pick from Orlando and T.G. Augustine. <laughs> there you Ew. go. Man, see, <laughs> I, I, I just don't think the, nug- the Nuggets are going to be able to stomach the price. Yeah, maybe. I think that I think that it's at this point where they they may just come away with this draft with three draft picks or or two draft picks or whatever, mm. and they may just use them. Will Wilson Chandler be back by camp? No. Why? Well, actually, let me hear Dan's first. Yes. The reason I think he opts out. Oh, because you think he opts out. I think I think he opts out, and the Nuggets decide not to re-sign him. Wait, if he opts out, what do you mean they don't re-sign him? Because he would be they don't trade to offer him a new contract. He would be a unrestricted he? free agent. If he opts out of his deal, the Nuggets are not resigned. This is not. I don't think that one's like. I, I'm not the one saying these things. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think he opts out and he just decides he wants to be somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, who knows? I I think he'll be back. I because I, I just think the money's too much. But, but I you never know. It to to me, I I think he could probably get on the market somewhere close to what he had on on a multiple year scale. Right. Right. Like like. Would would you be surprised if he got three years, twenty million? No. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, a little bit. I think I think two years. I could see two years at 14 like million. F- fourteen, fifteen million. So he gets like a little bit extra insurance. But um, what about this one? Where where will LeBron play next season? With the Los Angeles Lakers. Ugh, the worst answer. <laughs> I honestly, you go first. I don't. I can't even tell you. Adam, where do you think LeBron James is going to be playing next season? I have a feeling he'd be playing somewhere we don't we're not talking about yet. Like maybe Miami, the you know, Seattle I don't, I don't, Supersonics. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> no, I could, I could, I could. I think the Cavs, I think the Lakers, and then I think there's a chance that there's just another option out there that we have not. Maybe it'll be a little bit more obvious once it happens. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, exactly. Something like that, where you think maybe. about maybe. Yeah, could a team work work some kind of deal around to get him there? I think they could. So. I don't think it'll be New Orleans, but I'm just saying something like that I could see. I could see him going to be on the Clippers. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like there's a chance that somehow they can they can they can create cap space in the best way, and they could also have cap space for two guys if they. Why would he play for Doc Rivers? I, I would bet. I would it's probably bet. his respect for Doc Rivers. <laughs> I would bet Cleveland though. That's what I would bet. I would say you know what I think he probably just stays in Cleveland, and it'd probably be well, a mistake. It may, it may depend on the outcome of these games. Where will Kawhi play next season? San Antonio. Bless, Bless you, <laughs> Philadelphia. Whoa, <laughs> man, the league's in trouble. Who? How does that happen? Who goes? I think that the deal is going to be something around Markel Fultz, one of, or probably Dario Saric, Robert Ooh, Covington, and the lot. tenth pick. That's too much. I don't think that. I don't. Yeah, think I he'll think you're saying. Some of those. I think. Oh, I think oh, prob- I see a combination. probably I see. probably three of those three four of those things. Four. Okay, I see that. And okay. In, in which case, and and the the Spurs might say no to that. They they right. may be like, hey, no, we can't we can't do that. Sending him east, and I think I feel like that's something they would do. Um, I still see Kawhi for some reason. I don't see him in in the Spurs with the Spurs. I don't think so either. Um, I don't I, I don't know. So for some reason, I'm feeling that one's Ooh, gone. Kyle that, was, that was a big one. They needed that one. Um. <laughs> Dude, where's my three-pointer? What other trades do you see happening <laughs> this offseason? That's a dude, where's my car reference, that's man. That's terrible. That's, that's awful. That's a Dan joke. Ashton Kutcher? He looks just like Ashton Kutcher. There's, oh d- there's dad jokes, and then there's Dan jokes. That's, that's <laughs> Dan jokes are like probably the worst. <laughs> what are uh, what, what other trades do you see happening this offseason? Trades. Uh, trades, per se. I I think that 
if Paul George if Paul George doesn't uh, sign, I think he may be a sign and trade candidate mm. as opposed to somebody who's uh, j- just outright signs. Because I don't know if he's going to go to L.A. Like that that's kind of the rumor. But what if he wanted to go somewhere else that didn't have as much cap space, and that team would say, "Hey, we'll give you something back, Oklahoma City." I think he's going to L.A. That one, I think, is just such a simple one. Um, I think Marcus All is going to get traded. I do, too. I think that's a good one. To what about Portland. Conley? To Portland? My, Mark. Ooh. What happens to Nurkic? Uh, he just goes somewhere <laughs> Bye, else. Felicia. He's a restricted free agent. Oh, man, that would be great. <laughs> be he so can go great. to Memphis. They yeah. can do a sign and trade. What about C.J. McCollum? Um, I think he might be the piece that goes back to Memphis. Could they could see that, too. Yeah. I wouldn't be too surprised by that. That would be a really big win for Memphis, I think. To get C.J. McCollum. I'll tell you what. Then you rebuild around Conley, McCollum, and the number four pick. Marcus Gasol, not a great defensive year last year, which I find really interesting since he lost Mike Conley and Tony Allen. I don't think he gave a crap. Yeah, and that's probably a lot of it. That's that's probably a lot of it. But I still think. I still think the the NBA is speeding up a little bit for him. he's, He's getting a little older. Uh, he's he was never the fastest guy, and he he was a defensive player of the year. Don't get me wrong; like he's still a, a, a the mind of an NBA like defensive legend. But I don't think he has the speed anymore to to compete with some of these guys. If the Warriors lose this, do not win a championship this year. Do you think they make any type of major change? Like you mean with their top four guys? Five with Iggy. Yeah, Iguodala being the first. um. I could see them trading Iggy. Man, I can. I, to me, he's the reason they they might not win because <laughs> he's hurt. I don't think they're going to make any moves. I think they'll just try to sign, you know, discount free agents and make yeah. another run at it. That's that that's too good of a team for you to break them up because of, yeah, you know, one outcome of a playoff series. Yeah, the, I mean, Iguodala is the guy that there is the most like realistic to go in my opinion, just mm-hmm. because like he doesn't have that pedigree as the current All Star slash superstar. Uh, Clay is their spacing. Draymond is their heart. Uh, Curry's their engine, and and Durant's the Maybe conductor. Maybe don't try to have Nick Young as your bench scorer. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that that's an w- issue. What about DeRozan? He's going to stay in Toronto. You don't think they would try to trade it? Move oh, I think they'll try. I don't think that they're going to be able to. Like, would you? Would wow. you? I yes, there's a market out there for their DeRozan. There's a market out. Would there. you? Okay, if Play, you're the, teams if, just do it. Teams just take star talent. If you're the Nuggets, no matter how flawed that star talent is, if you're, if you're the okay, the Nets too, that could that could be an interesting one. But if yeah. you're the Nuggets, would you move Gary Harris straight up for Demar Derozan? I wouldn't. No. Yeah. So I'm, that's that's oh. the but, end but of the conversation. Then I would. You would. I know. DeRozan I know you would over Gary Harris. Yeah. That's Damn. that's bad. Yeah, I don't know with this contract <laughs> and. That's that's a, that's an issue. Yeah. Well, I mean the contract is an issue, but I I I think you could take Demar Derozan and he'd make you a better team. Mm. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I mm. think it's gonna be a fun off season. I don't think Dem- I think Denver will be will not have as as wild as an off season. But I do think when when all these deals start going, you never know. Maybe De- Denver becomes a third party facilitator for some of these deals and. And you know, now suddenly some of those contracts that they have that we don't like, maybe those become the piece that like makes the deal work. And is and is there a player that we haven't discussed, like a Chandler, Farid, or Barton, other than those guys? Is there a player that we haven't discussed that may not be on the team? That's a great question. I like that one. Um, I think Wancho is a guy that I I wonder what their plan is with him. It's um, disappointing. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, also he's some bad luck and and some other things, but um, yeah, outside of that, I don't know if there is. Malik Beasley, you know, of course, Leiden, those guys are guys that I wouldn't be surprised. I but kind of sweeteners to deals, yeah, stuff like that. But I don't see Plumlee getting moved. I don't see any of the core pieces getting moved. So, what do you think, Dan? I th- I could see Wancho getting moved. Yeah, um, it's really unfortunate that they drafted his replacement. What about Lyles? He's also someone I think that they should really explore trading. I don't think they would. But I don't. I think be, I think it's uh, they they'd feel like they're kind of eating crow for making the trade last in, at the draft last season to acquire him and then shipping him out right now. See, mm-hmm. I my my thing with Lyles and I would make him the third big in the rotation. I know that Plumlee kind of has that title right now, but for this Nuggets team, for being faster, being more athletic, uh, and to see what you really got in a guy like Trey Lyles, I would make him the third big in the rotation and have him play some backup center. Well, it's going to be an exciting one. I think we still got a couple weeks of not such excitement, but about two, three weeks from now, I think things will really start to ramp up and it will get more and more exciting. Hey, pre-draft workouts, man. Pre-draft workouts are coming. Yeah, well, We're going to see what they want. Be careful about what videos you upload. Why is that? <laughs> you don't want to hurt anybody's draft stuff. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's get out of here so we can watch what's becoming an interesting fourth quarter here. Um, thanks so much, guys. You'll see all their Twitter handles. In the, everybody listens to the show already knows you guys. But if, in case you don't, you can follow them. Daniel their handles Lewis will be at Minute Man Dan. They'll be in. Nobody, nobody writes this down. <laughs> We're at work. Oh, hold on a second. Let me, Tell your mom. On. What is it? What is that? At, is can can you repeat that? Can yeah. you repeat that? No, but thanks so much. And everybody else, I'll be back next week with some brand new episodes. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast at free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.